When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is Thursday, February 3rd, and this is People Every Day. Hey everyone, it's me, your host Janine Rubenstein. Happy Throwback Thursday, but I am living in the now because we've got a lot of interesting stuff to talk about today. So let's jump right into what's been blowing up my news feed. Where are my masked singer fans at? (laughs) It's always a wild show, but yesterday news broke that during the taping of season seven, one of the contestants turned out to be Rudy Giuliani. Apparently when the former New York mayor was revealed, the panel of judges had what we'll call a range of reactions. Two of them, actor and comedian Kim Jong and singer Robin Thicke walked off the set in protest of Donald Trump's former attorney and advisor being on the show. judges, actress Jenny McCarthy and singer Nicole Scherzinger, remained on stage and briefly chatted with Giuliani. While Jong and Thicke did return to the stage, it was unclear how long they were gone. I must say, having Giuliani, a highly controversial political figure, on a singing show seems like a strange choice for a variety of reasons, but I guess if they were going for shock value... A real singer we are excited to talk about, though, my girl Riri. Rihanna has made her first post to Instagram since announcing she's pregnant. As the world knows, the billionaire mother-to-be and boyfriend rapper ASAP Rocky were photographed together last week with Rihanna proudly showing off her exposed baby bump. But this time around, we got more of a private peek at that belly, a mirror selfie profile shot with her large bump on display. I wouldn't be surprised if that baby comes... ASAP. (laughs) The caption read, how the gang pulled up to Black History Month. Yes, I am still so excited for the two of them and can't wait to get more looks at her pregnancy journey. After everything she's accomplished and been through, Rihanna deserves all of this joy. There's a hot new series with a checkered past that is out now. Pam and Tommy just premiered on Hulu. I haven't watched yet, but it's got people buzzing. It stars Lily James and Sebastian Stan as the title characters, Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee. And I don't know about you guys, but I cannot recognize Lily James at all in this show. She looks so much like Pamela Anderson. It's crazy. The series follows the leak of the couple's infamous sex tape from their honeymoon in boy, do things get wild. Seth Rogen and Nick Offerman also star in the show. And joining me now to discuss it all is People Senior Editor, Brianne Heldman. Hey, Brianne. Hi, Janine. Oh, this is such good viewing, you guys. Oh, my goodness. Okay. (laughs) Well, first of all, you saw some screeners of this show a while back and couldn't stop raving about it. And I have to give a spoiler alert to those listening and planning to tune in. But now that we all can watch, Brianne, what are you most excited for people to see? Well, one of the things I want to warn about, in the second episode, there's a talking appendage. You've been warned. It only happens in the second episode. I actually thought it was kind of an uneven, weird element of the show that didn't need to be there. But 
the talking appendage tries to talk Tommy out of marrying Pam. So thankfully, Tommy doesn't listen to his talking Okay, spoiler alert. (laughs) Okay. People are going to talk about that scene. Yeah, there's a lot of talking, it sounds like, in that scene. Um, But Lily James does a great job, right? Oh my gosh, Lily James is amazing, completely unrecognizable. Sebastian Stan is Tommy Lee to a T. Like within the first five minutes, you're kind of blown away that that's not actually Tommy Lee, that that is... Sebastian Stan, you know, from Falcon and the Winter Soldier. He's not Bucky Barnes anymore, y'all. I think you're going to see some people raving about it and some people having a hard time with it. And one of the Mm. big reasons is the big takeaway, even after the first three episodes, and this is not a spoiler, is that Pam was innocent in all of this. Like, she had no agency. She had no decision-making abilities as for this video getting out. And she even says at one point, I don't have any rights because I have spent my public life in a bathing suit. Sluts don't get to decide what happens to pictures of their body. Wow. So you're going to gain some empathy for Pamela Anderson that maybe you didn't have before this. But at the same time, Pamela Anderson didn't sign off on this series. She's not part of it. And so there's a little bit of Double-edged sword there, like. Well, let's let's talk about Pam Anderson and Tommy Lee for a second. We know him as the drummer from Molly Crew, and of course, we know her as an actress. Her Baywatch Red One Piece immediately comes to mind. They had quite the relationship, which you'll see in this show play out. So, can you walk me through a little bit of their timeline? They meet at a party. Then the next day, Pamela has to go to Mexico for a meet and greet event for work, and Tommy shows up. Three days later, they get married on the beach in Mexico. They actually show them sitting on the airplane on the way back from Mexico, and they're talking about where they're going to live, and they're talking about what their favorite movies are and favorite colors, because these are basic things they haven't learned in the four days they've been together. Episode of Married at First Sight. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of. It's kind of amazing. They married in 1995. 1998, they split officially, and they have briefly reunited here and there since. What has been the the reaction from the real Pam and Tommy Lee going into all of this? I know Lily James has talked about her attempts to reach out, right? They are not involved in this series at all. And Lily James has said she reached out to Pam a number of times just to try to speak to her, that she has this deep love for Pam as she studied her. And Pam never called back, never wrote her back. I would love so much to hear what Pam and Tommy Lee think of, Mm -hmm. Um, especially Pam. She comes off actually in a really nice light. Like I said, I think everyone's going to have a different perspective on her after they watch this. Yeah. Well, so when the sex tape first became public, it was at a time when the internet completely kind of revolutionized the access to celebrities through this, right? Like, why was this scandal a defining artifact, I guess, in how the internet changed all of that surrounding celebrities and their lives? Well, in so many ways, this was the first viral video. As the gentleman, played by Seth Rogen and Nick Offerman, who stole the tape, tried to figure out how to distribute the tape and make money off of it, they realized they can't sell it with their names attached to it. So they build a website where you can go and buy it. And eventually, it does become available for streaming. And it really was the first big streaming video 
it put the internet on the map for people who didn't really know how to do it. There wasn't a lot of e-commerce happening in 1995 when it came out. And all of a sudden people were going onto this website and calling this number and giving their credit card. 1995, wow, that kind of blows my mind to think of where we are now. It's something that happened almost 30 years ago, and a a large portion of the audience may not even remember how big a deal this whole thing was, especially after, you know, all the recent discussion we've had as a society about consent. So why do you think we're getting this story now? I think you nailed it. We are in an era now where consent is such an important thing and that it goes beyond sex itself, but use of our images, use of our likenesses. And looking back on it, there are so many lessons to learn about consent and about how some of these things get distributed and about gender politics. I mean, there's a moment later in the series, and again, this is not that much of a spoiler. Y'all know what happens. The sex tape comes out. Tommy says, you know, it's my body in this video too. And Pam says, it's not the same for you. And that's absolutely true. For Tommy, people are fist bumping him. For Pam, she's losing opportunities because of this. I was going to watch it anyway, but you resold me. (laughs) Brianne, thank you so much. You're so welcome. Well, today is the finale of the Buzzy Sex and the City follow-up series, And Just Like That. And after the break, we're going to get into some behind-the-scenes info on the show. Plus, we're diving into some tough rules a bride laid out for her wedding day on TikTok. What makes sense and what's too out there? Stick around to find out. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. I am back now, and everyone's favorite fabulous Manhattan brunch pals are finishing up their mimosas for the last time. Again, maybe. <laughs> HBO Max's Sex and the City sequel, and just like that, released its season finale today. Spoiler alert, but we learn what happens to Mr. Big's remains, and we don't talk about Samantha <laughs> gets talked about. While there's no word yet if there will be a second season, some behind-the-scenes news from the set has started to come out. Show Runner Michael Patrick King revealed that Willie Garson's Stanford Blatch was to have a bigger storyline in the series. Stanford was supposed to be in all 10 episodes and go through a midlife crisis. Stanford's story had to be altered once the writers learned of Garson's battle with pancreatic cancer, something only SJP knew about. The disease sadly took his life in September of last year. 
Speaking of Sarah Jessica Parker, Variety reported that she is, quote, definitely into the idea of stepping into Carrie's Manolo Blahniks once again for another season, though nothing has been finalized. The series has received some criticism this year with the allegations against Chris Noth and the show's depiction of non-binary characters. The show itself took a darker tone than what many fans of the fun and frivolous Sex in the City original were accustomed to, but fans no doubt are happy to have the chance to hang out with Carrie, Miranda, and Charlotte. I sure am. So much of life just, just doesn't seem to make sense. But if there is anything I've learned from my recent loss, it's that you will laugh again, especially, especially if you have one or two good friends in your corner. I agree with Carrie. It's always good to have a good friend in your corner, especially when it comes to wedding planning. That said, there is a viral TikTok going around that has everyone, especially married women and soon-to-be brides, talking. A woman named Jasmine Cruz, who is a bride-to-be, made this video sharing her rules ahead of her upcoming big day. Here's a sample of what she said. No kids. I don't want kids running around unattended, their parents not watching. That will absolutely not be happening. Don't wear white, plain and simple. My bridesmaids have specific instructions already to dump a whole bottle of red wine on you. So let's just avoid that. Now, some of them I totally agree with, and some of them I'm like, well, that's a little harsh. It's the kind of story that makes me want to deliberate with my best friend, Autumn. I was her maid of honor. She was mine, but she's busy working. So to break down this viral moment of the day, I'm going to toss it over to some other real-life besties, people's head of digital and host of Me Becoming Mom podcast, Zoe Ruderman, and people's style and beauty director, Andrea Laventhal, who have some thoughts on this video. Take it away, you two. Janine is not wrong. We have many thoughts. As soon as I saw this, I was like, I want to have this conversation with Andrea, who I think will have a lot of opinions on this. So Andrea, this is my feeling. She put out this list of rules. Some of them I was like, yeah, I'm on board with this. And some of them just made me laugh out loud. And listeners, you should know that Andrea attended my wedding so she can talk about whether or not I was a bridezilla. The first one I want to talk about is wearing white because you are the style director. It's never okay to wear white to someone's wedding. I think of all of the wedding rules. That one is legit and stands the test of time. Do you remember recently when there was the big scandal because Kendall Jenner wore that really super sexy, if you want to call it a dress, I call it fabric, artfully arranged over her private parts to her friend's wedding and her friend had to defend her. Like that's more scandalous. That's like the the area we're at now. White, no, but how sexy can you go? I think that's more of an issue these days. I thought it was really funny that Jasmine said, if you do show up wearing white, her bridesmaids have license to dump a bottle of red wine on them. My first thought with Jasmine was, wow, wow, you're a lot, right? You have a lot of thoughts. Some of your rules I can get on board with. Why are you so combative? Who gave you the impression of the people you've invited that they're looking to start a fight with you at your own wedding? I think that's exactly it. Like most of these rules feel okay, but it's like, who are you inviting that you're concerned about? So really quick, I just want to run down because it's 12 rules. 
no kids, some exceptions. Don't wear white. We talked about bridesmaids can pick their outfit, just match the color. And then she does go on to say like, you have to run it by me. I feel like that's okay. It's your wedding. They're your bridesmaids. For the record, I did not make Andrea show me her dress for my wedding. Huge mistake. She showed up dressed like Kendall Jenner. Oh yeah. Kendall Jenner borrowed that dress from me. (laughs) Back to the rules. No one else wears white. If you were not invited, you're not welcome to come. I thought this was really interesting because how many weddings have you been to where someone shows up who wasn't invited? Is this a thing? I just like don't have the kind of time in my schedule these days to attend weddings I'm not invited to. You know, I'd rather be a target than go to someone's wedding. Um, No garter. This might be the funniest one because isn't this something she can control? This is what I didn't understand. She's saying it's bad enough I have to kiss someone in public, which made me laugh. Kiss a man in public. I'm like, you mean your husband? A man. She makes it like, like someone they pluck off the street and they're like, kiss him, kiss him. Exactly. And she was like, it's bad enough, but not the garter. I'm on board with this. I think it's fine. I don't think she needed to put a rule out there. I'm picturing her being like held down on the dance floor and somebody like forces a garter on her. And she's like, no, I'm with you. It didn't need to be a rule, but okay. I also really enjoyed the rule. My mom has creative say over everything the day of. And I was like, did Andrea Lavenpaul write this rule for her own mom at her own future wedding? I appreciate a bride who knows how to delegate. I actually think that I put you in charge of hair and makeup. Like you were the person who like, if I made a little look at you, you had to I speak to the hair and makeup person. I was basically your Anthony to Charlotte on the original Sex and the City. I was like, hated it. She hates it. Exactly. So this I thought was great. She talked about taking advantage of the open bar and she's like, I want people to have a good time. I was like, I kind of want to go to Jasmine's wedding too. She even invited the workers. She's like, if you're on your break, have a drink. That was really classy, I thought. Well, as you know, I love to get drunk with my nanny. So I'm all for, let's all just do this together. Within reason, obviously. Okay, this brings me to my favorite one. No big announcements. <laughs> so she clarified that this means, I think the direct quote was, if you're pregnant, keep it to yeah, yourself. Suck it in. Suck in that belly. Keep that bump Exactly, wear a flowy dress. <laughs> um, no proposals, which feels like if you have to tell your friends- You have terrible friends. Maybe get new yeah. friends. Do you remember like those letters would go viral and it's like a letter from a bride to her bridesmaid. I remember there was one last year where it was like, here's what's mandatory, bachelorette party, shower, the wedding itself. I just feel like if you have to tell your friends this, like what is going on in your relationship? It just feels less like a party and more like, I don't know, boot camp. What would you like? There's a lot of rules. What if you're like, I can't go. Are you fired as a bridesmaid? Are you fired as a friend? Are you publicly shamed? Like what are the consequences? I'm pretty sure she'll blast you on TikTok if it was Jasmine. When you get married, are you planning to send out a list of rules? Should I be prepared for this? So I'm really glad you asked. I think my biggest rule will be the limit of how many jumbo shrimp you can eat at the shrimp cocktail raw bar, because I really love like a shrimp moment, but sometimes I see people pile their plate and that really bothers me. Just feel like there should be a limit. So there's enough for everyone slash me. Also, I know that brides always say they paid for like amazing food and they never got to eat it. If I'm seated at my table and I'm eating, please don't disturb me. (laughs) Please wait for me to finish my filet mignon or my miso cod. And then we can talk and you can tell me how beautiful I look. But please, if I'm mid-bite, just stay seated. And is there a cap for how many bridesmaids someone should have? 
um, when they can't fit in like a normal sized Instagram square, when you're starting to cut off Katie on one end and Jessica on the other, you've gone too far. Okay. I like that rule. Um, Thank you for weighing in on this very important topic. Before um, I let you go, I wanted to know what rule do you wish you had at your wedding? Okay. I kind of wish I made a rule that was like, everyone has to stay out till 4am because I felt like as the night went on, it got better. And a lot of people did, including Andrea, who is known for going home early without saying goodbye. She was there and she was not even sitting, which is her usual position at parties. I mean, that is just so unreasonable. How dare you suggest that I stay up past my bedtime? I think you guys were there till like two or three. So you followed the the rule. I could not stop talking about how late I stayed out. Well, thank you, Andrea. And thank you, Janine, for letting Andrea and me take over just a few minutes of your show today. You guys are so welcome. Thank you so much for this very detailed and fun perspective on a very viral moment. And now one more much-talked-about TikTok moment before you go. So the other day, my son asked me what life was like back in the 1900s. That's what he said, back in the 1900s. Not the 2000s or the 90s, the 1900s. <laughs> and I just I just couldn't. So I instantly related to a video of a mom on TikTok whose daughter didn't exactly know how old she was. Uh, Ask me again. Were you living in colonial times when you were a kid? So she asked her mom so honestly, (laughs) and her mom's response really got me. Listen to this. I hope it's something to make you smile. You don't know what year I was born? No. You didn't tell me. 1989. And were you living in the 13 colonies? No. I wasn't. Well, you know, shout out to all you oldie but goodies who lived through the 1900s with me. (laughs) We'll be back tomorrow talking all things Olympics. And I cannot wait to break down the biggest news surrounding the Winter Games in Beijing. That's tomorrow on People Every Day.